by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. Last week's threat, that was the full, unexpurgated version of Smacks. Good morning again, Headache. Let's hope that this week I managed to play the correct side of the records I choose to play. Never had that problem with MP3s. And I use the remaining time at my disposal productively. And if I find myself with just over a minute to spare at the end of the show, play some Ramones. Don't try and ad-lib. This is Justin and the Unclean and... I'm in love with you, jackass. I'm in love with you, jackass. I'm in love with you, fool. Can't believe you're that cuteness. But I tear my heart in two. And when you're looking straight at me, how is it possible you can't see? I'm in love with you, jackass. So have mercy on me. Right now, I think I'm gonna die If 
Anyway, as you know, I recently saw the Super Suckers at Patterns in Brighton and four days later at Under the Bridge in London. The sound of the London gig was more balanced, although support act the Dorellas had their drum flight cases mic'd up and then kicked down several flights of stairs. Well, that's what it sounded like to me. I know I said that Joe Dorella had sacrificed some stage presence for the sake of accuracy. On retrospect, at London, he didn't. Partly, as we found out later... During the sound check, his amp blew up, and with no spare available, he had to DI his guitar. Out front, I thought it sounded great, as did others, if the amount of Facebook posts to that extent is anything to go by. Now, I'm not saying that I wish technical issues to be for the Dorellas every time they play a gig, but when you're up against it, sometimes it brings out the best in a band. I shall find out on the 10th of November as I'll be popping down to Crawley to see them supporting the vibrators. Obviously, I shall report back. So, on to the Super Suckers. It's been uh, just over a year since I saw them last with vocalist Eddie Spaghetti at that time unable to sport a full beard as a side effect to his chemotherapy treatment. This time round, he no longer looks like a member of the village people and I'm sure... The band are missing a guitarist, as I'm convinced they were a four-piece when I saw them at the Islington Academy. However, Eddie Marty and Chris make enough sweet music to cover the absent Dan Bolton. At both Brighton and London, we are treated to just over an hour's worth of the super suckets, with favourites wheeled out, with Marty egging on the audience to get nearer the stage and be more vocal. He is Julia Bade. The band proclaim to be the greatest rock and roll band and after Sunday and Thursday's outings it may be hard to argue against that I've been working like a mother just to get this fuck around I got my ass down in the gutter trying to irrigate this drought have no fear cause now it's here with rock and roll records they ain't selling this year I got my nuts to get to great and yeah you know that it's a bitch playing through the band and watching shit bands get rich it's crystal clear to all my the rock and roll records, they ain't selling this year. That's a little bit of crumb I had a music making money since I slip on through to a world full of dummies. I just get cheers from my blood, sweat, and tears. Cause rock and roll records, they ain't selling this year. I'm all spread it around and get it all down. Ain't gonna flip flop, flip flop, sucking on a pork chop. Sounds so weird to my ears. The rock and roll records, they ain't selling this year.
back to the tube station, I got talking to friend of the show, Michael, about venues. As you know, Soho, the West End, has only really, well, was it got two now, uh, 100 Club and the Borderline. The Alley Cat in Denmark Street, that's just about to go. 12 Bar opposite, long gone, along with the Astoria, the LA2, the Metro, the Marquee, the Intrepid, Fox, Madame Jojo's, and those are just the ones we could remember off the top of our heads. Camden, I hope we'll always have the likes of the Underworld, Blackheart and the Dublin Castle. However, venues on the outskirts of London seem to be making a bit of a comeback. The New Cross Inn is hosting Nashville Pussy on Wednesday, which is just a short train journey away from my local station. The aforementioned Under the Bridge, one tram, one tube, and as I mentioned last week, the Lounge in Archway. Pain in the arse to get to, but when the crybabies along with the role models are playing there on February the 3rd, that pain becomes a pleasure.
that was the role models and meteor from dance moves and before that it was the crybabies and where have all the good girls gone from the album of the same name i do believe rich rags is going all acoustically solo and next friday supporting willie nile at the borderline unfortunately I'll be in Bromley getting off my face with some of my old school chums after coming up from Paul after my uncle's funeral. And if I wasn't, I'll be at the Hope and Anchor seeing the phobics. So next week's show might sound interesting. And if I, a live version of Freebird comes on this week, uh, for no apparent reason, that's because I've just driven up the road to pick my daughter up from her trial job at one of our local restaurants. Anyway... Hardcore superstar, whose debut UK gig was at the now-closed Madame Jojo's, are over here with Fozzy at the end of the month and the beginning of next, starting in Birmingham next Friday and ending up in Newcastle on the 5th before moving over to mainland Europe. As you know, I'll be seeing them at the Forum on the 2nd. The band have just dropped the track Have Mercy On Me, obviously, from an as-yet-untitled new album. Well, no-one's told me. Anyway, the production on Have Mercy On Me is seriously polished. Yoki has a very distinctive vocal style, but bizarrely, all I can think of when the song is playing is Slade. How can anyone be so late just me now i'm not looking for a tenuous link here but talking to slade whose album slade was the first album i bought christian rue vocalist with the claytown troop post did a spotify link on one of the damned facebook sites that we both belong to to the cover your ass album that former generation x guitarist bob Durwood andrews put out in 2010 the covers album features guest musos in the shape and form of um, christian himself rat scabies sue catwoman keith roth and sean miles off the top of my head i think i played the oj's backstabbers that uh, rat and sue played on on here uh, at the time. Anyway, two Slade tracks are covered, Merry Christmas Everybody, which I'm not going to play, even if all the shops have already filled their seasonal aisles with Christmas items, and come on, feel the noise, which I am going to play. Mm-hmm. 
think I got an evil mind Well, I tell you, honey And I don't know why I don't know why So you think my singing's out of time Well, it makes me money And I don't Uh, I came across a new band last week who have just released their debut full-length studio album. Band in question are the Sonic Screamers, as is the name of the record. The band hail from Philadelphia, who play, and I quote, West Coast-influenced rockin' punk and surfing riffs with an East Coast attitude. And this is Don't Want to Hear Your Noise.
I think we do, don't you? I'm feeling rather smug at the moment over The Professional's new album, What in the World, which is due out next Friday, with me attending the garage gig the day after. Why are you feeling so smug about Armitage? I hear you cry. Well, the album got 8 out of 10 in the latest classic rock, which pretty much silenced the naysayers for all of five minutes. Uh, the argument was that without Steve Jones, it wasn't really the professionals. To begin with, Mark two lineup members of Ray McVie and Paul myers Featured, but before the recording of the new album began, it was just the two Pauls and new boy Tom Spencer. It seems that Chris McCormack has permanently joined, having guested on some of the album tracks. We've already heard, and indeed I've already played, the first track lifted from What in the World in the shape and form of You Can't Keep a Good Man Down. But bloody hell, the new track Rewind is the perfect marriage between the loyalties and the yo-yos and the professionals. It's not going to win over those who are firmly against the current regeneration, although it should. But for those of us who know a good thing when we hear it, Rewind will have us jumping up and down with pyramidic glee. stuff you know apart from commutative diseases but when a band put up a free single on their band camp site it's obviously that if we dig it then hopefully we'll buy the full album from whence said single is taken cue 
Indonesia Junk, who back in July put up the I'll Run Away Turn to Stone single. Now, I can't claim that it was this that prompted me to check out them. Uh, instead, it was one of those Facebook-sponsored posts proclaiming that Indonesian Junk's second album, Stars in the Night, had just been released. And with a name like theirs, I was bound to check them out. Their bio reads, Big Hooks. And Big Riffs is what Indonesian junk is all about. Hailing from the land of Lenny, Squiggy and Crusher, this Milwaukee Mange Notoire takes the best elements of glam punk, heavy metal and power pop while ditching the fluff to create a tough and catchy batch of instant classics. They are frequently compared to 1970s New York Underground, a charge which they gladly accept, and they've nicked their name from a cheap trick lyric about some of the shadier activities some certain elements of society might like to partake in. Indiana junk may be a bit dangerous, but that's all part of what makes them so much fun. Works for me. about 
but back in the day, bands would release an album a year. But now if the gap between records is akin to paramania and hysteria, it's considered the norm. Unless, of course, you're Ginger Wildheart. Well, to prove me wrong, The Roots, who only released This Perfect Hell in March of this year, are on the 17th of November going to release a new album on Greenway Records called... Dirty Needles and Pins. As with the last album, Chris Jack plays everything with the exception of the drums, which are taken care of by Jonathan Hillhouse. This is My Hardened Skin. said it would have to wait until the 24th of November to find out if the Cherry Dolls do indeed live up to their press release and invoke memories of the MC5 and the Stooges as their single blister didn't lend itself to that adage. Well, thanks to their most excellent UK PR department, hi Judith, I have been sent Viva Los Dolls a whole month before its official release. If truth be told, it does have elements of the aforementioned MC5 and Stooges, but opening track, Cop Out, had me thinking of Julian Cope, Circus St. Julian and Peggy's Suicide. Live, I expect to see a climbing frame mic stand. Hollywood, on the other poor, does have that Stooges vibe about it. (laughs) 
several hardcore albums over the last couple of weeks but nothing really has grabbed me nothing wrong with them per se but my hardcore benchmark is Broken Bones from Dem Bones until 1987's Trader in Death the band could do no wrong originally they consisted of brothers Tez and Bones on bass and guitar respectively vocalist Nobby and drummer Baz even when Nobby and Tez briefly left with the band becoming a three-piece, with Oddie taking over both bass and vocals, they still ruled. Actually, Oddie had already played with them when Tez left to join the UK subs. It sort of fell apart for me uh, when the band became more metal, with Bones being the only original member. These days, Tez is back in the fold with JJ on vocals and Dave on drums, with all four of them joining Rainey in Discharge. From Fuck Off and Die, this is Fuck Off and Die.
course, a lot of the US thrash bands that would go on to be influential in their own right cited Broken Bones as one of the bands that got them going in that direction. Hardly a photo shoot would go by without Dan Luca of Nuclear Assault sporting a Broken Bones t-shirt. Even Kurt Hammett on the back of Ride the Lightning is wearing a classic Discharge t-shirt. Talking of Metallica, as I bring this week's show to a close, Master of Puppets, for me the last decent Metallica album, sorry, once Cliff died everything, you know, the whole dynamics changed, has just been remastered with a whole host of demos, live recordings, including Jason's audition, with the Dulux box set spread over three vinyl records, ten CDs, two DVDs, one cassette, a hardcover book, including the obligatory never-before-seen photos. It's just under 200 quid. It's a bit pricey, but if you're a collector like me, it's worth every penny. And this, from the man who refused to pay 77 quid for Foo Fighter tickets. Until next week, I'm going to leave you with Master of Puppets, a late June 1985 demo. Take it easy. (laughs) 